This is Uwe Ball. If you want to help support the podcast on this network, go to rogueintel.com. Thank you and go fuck yourself. This program is not censored. Consider yourself warned. Lights, camera, action. When a script is written that is so bad that no one will film it, two men will bring it to life just so they can mock it. This is Table Reads. So the movie's a good point, which means your script ain't worth the buffalo shit on a nickel. Table Reads. With Sean McBee and Trevor Thompson. With special guests Jimmy Williams and Kelly Levier. That's right. We got a Jimmy, we got a Kelly, we got a Trevor, we got a me, and we got a Rogue Intel Podcast Network production, or a Ferris Wheelhouse production, really, brought to you by the Rogue Intel Podcast Network, as Uwe Boll, our very good friend, was so kind to point out. Rogue Intel Podcast Network! That is right. So, uh... Check out RogueIntel.com. Lots of good podcasts over there. You know, there's a, a really and good one. And ours. Yes. <laughs> there's there's a really good one. Uh, lots of sports and sarcasm if you're into those things. Uh, I'm into half of those things. Um, the Daily Dose podcast is over there on RogueIntel.com. Uh, posts every goddamn week. And uh, though I'm not into sports, so I'm not too familiar with it, I have to say... I hear good things. I hear really good things. I hear the best things. We got the best, <laughs> the, the best sportscasters. <laughs> and that's that's have, daily D A L Y. We it's, have the best sportscasters. <laughs> Jimmy's dying. <laughs> it's gonna was, be terrific. <laughs> wouldn't it be terrific if you died right now? I guess. Maybe maybe you hate you more than I hate you. <laughs> on, a, on a Trump reference, that'd be fucked up. What would really suck is if he died during the podcast and we only got like two more listens than normal. <laughs> <laughs> What'd be fucked up is y'all just keep going. <laughs> we well, yeah, dude, we got to finish this we shit. We got shit to do, man. We got shit to do, man. We got a quota. go on. I mean, you're the, you're the one that did this script to us. We got to go. Fuck you. You did this to us. You the one picked it, motherfucker. Don't blame me for this shit. You hey, picked it. <laughs> actually, I picked it. And I only picked it because I didn't Damn. want to do boxes and drumsticks yet. Yeah, he's trying to put off what we're doing to you being done to him. Because <laughs> I know it's going to take several episodes to go through boxes. So. But, you know, I, I, I want to reiterate, I want to reiterate uh, the Daily Dose podcast. Uh, it's a sports podcast hosted by Clint Daly. Um, and, I mean, the dude goes strong. He's got, uh, as of this reading right now, 120 episodes. Oh. That's a lot of talking about sports. Uh, and again, like, I don't, everybody knows my disdain for sports. Uh-huh. I'm just not into them. But this guy makes it fucking entertaining. Because, you know, he's got the sarcasm in there, too. Anyway. Um, sarcasm. Speaking of sarcasm, can we get back to reading Jimmy's excellent script? Uh, I Well, we haven't been reading like Jimmy's excellent, excellent script. Like We've been reading savvy. fucking A Sweet Kid. <laughs> See, I and with the sarcasm know, part, it was so delightful. you just kind of blew it. It was delightful. I blow all of the things that you put in front of me. 
Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> now we know why I'm here, folks. Uh, but he closed his eyes. I blow all... Well, why, who wants to look at that? <laughs> fucking Sean's fucking pubic hair right in your face? Who wants to see that? Be more, you know, but you could be more considerate. I could, but fuck him. I'm giving him a free blowy. I mean, he can... He should be so lucky. Why don't you catch us up, Trevor? Fade out. Oh, that's right. We got to do previously, don't we? Uh-huh. Sorry. Previously on Table Reads. So, uh, Jimmy wrote a bad script. <laughs> and I don't care. <laughs> and, uh, so, so here's what, what happened in the last complete hour of Table Reads. Uh, some kid was selling drugs on a park bench. Uh, he got all tough with his friend after he found out that he, uh, he overdosed and he took those drugs back. Those those aptly named drugs, by the way. So, <laughs> Odesophiles. Odesophiles and soil and green pills, yeah. Uh, you so know, then, the, then he goes to a not the, Starbucks. The thing that Jimmy didn't ever say about the soil and greens. They're made of people! I God I damn you to. and your spoilers. I know, right? Sorry. The movie's only been out 45 years, we, we Trevor. Got 10 more. <laughs> I know, right? There's got to be somebody that watches it nowadays and goes, God damn, that was cool. You know what spoiled it for me was a fucking Phil Hartman sketch on SNL. But anyway, we're doing the previously on right now. That's true, we are. Jimmy, shut up. Uh, So, Kelly, continue shutting up. So so we find out that Jericho's like a real badass. He's very self-assured. He's, you know, he's he's a former art student. So then he goes goes to a uh, coffee shop. What's up, sugar tits? You may remember he sees this hot piece. Uh, piece. <laughs> yeah. And doesn't uh, question when she says I, her name is Musadora. No one would question that. It's she a looks exotic. Name. <laughs> Admi- so, admittedly, so she's, that, that she's is, there reading a book. Wait, wait. And, and hold on, hold on. This smooth guy, this smooth guy's big pickup line is, "You read fast." <laughs> <laughs> he said the same thing to the Lego guy in 1980. I and, mean, you really read fast. And and then uh, and Jer- then she shuts him down, and then he goes back and he delivers a monologue longer than the one that Chaplin gives in The Great Dictator, longer than the one that Ben Affleck gives in Chasing Amy, and just as hacky. Yeah, I mean, he he straight up you can't handle the truth, to her. <laughs> That's a good monologue. Fuck you. He's like, woman. We live in a world that has walls. <laughs> and those walls need to be protected by men with guns. <laughs> Who's going to do it? Me, not me. I'm scared. I'm scared of you right now. <laughs> oh, the, uh, mid, the mid-transatlantic accent. Jimmy, uh, Jimmy, are you ever going to explain uh, where you came up with the name for Musadora? Because it's a good story, actually. Yeah, I would actually like to hear that. Well, Musadora was the name of an actress who played a vampire named Vep in the silent era. She was an actress. And she named well. She was actually named Musadora. That was like and, her uh, real god. Yeah, that was name. her real name. She was. I don't Italian. think God names people. <laughs> I mean, if he did, it wouldn't be Musadora. Well, if God, she, she if was, it was up to God, Italian. we would all be named my children. <laughs> and I thought, you know, I was looking for names for our vampire character, you know, because me and Sean were coming up with these names, and I went through this old encyclopedia of film and all this, and I saw her. And I was like, "Ooh, that's a badass name." I was, I was like, "And plus, she was hate a vampire." And um, I thought that'd be cool. It'd be like a nice reference if anybody ever remembered her or got it. That you know, sort of what, like how uh, Christopher Walken's character's name on Batman Returns was Max Shrek. Yeah, yeah. Her real uh, name is Jean Rock. 
Her stage name was Musidora. This is why we need her. See, Jimmy, this is now, why we, now, this is why we need now, her on Touche El Douche because we now, we're just talking she and she looked that shit up. What? Yeah. Where was she from? She was from France. She is from France. She comes from France. So she, so she, so she <laughs> She came out of that French, um, that vampire shit that the French. That vampire doing. French New Wave. Yeah, that theater. Late <laughs> Enfant du Sang. The theater, the vampires. And stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, what was it? Uh, it was vampires pretending to be humans, pretending to be vampires. Yes. How avant garde. How hack. That was a line from interview. Yeah. That was actually, know. you know, we're not going to. Wait your turn. I know, it's. That's one of my. All right. Okay. Judge. So okay. So so uh, he manages with his uh, lengthy fucking monologue to win her over, and she takes her back to her place. She takes her, which back. is very nice and unlocked, uh, and introduces her. <laughs> introduces her to her sister, Magdalena. 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 And uh, they are getting some wine. Some nice. Red wine. Red, red wine. Because that's what Jericho likes. Like red wine. Feed out. Oh, I'm sorry, You're guys. You're bad. Feed in. Whoever's job it is to read the directions should do Jericho. so now. Jericho looks surprised. Musidora shoots her sister another look and walks to a small table. This table was bare when Jericho scanned the room. Now there sits a single bottle of red wine alongside two wine glasses. How did you know? Magdalena. You're Magdalena. Oh, I am. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. <laughs> Come on, Bjork. I have up. to do Bjork, right? Okay. Yes. I'm psychic. <laughs> God damn. Dude, that's Good what she sounds you. like to me, man. Fuck you. What, how, what is this <laughs> line? I love Bjork, but no, she no, no, sounds no, no. like Not an that. idiot. Not that. What? The next line. She says she's psychic, and he goes, <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> I, After I like years of trying, be, there's there's literally I'm, I'm, no I'm, way to read that where he's not being a condescending douche nozzle. I am listen. I am going to explain this one time. All right, and and this is it. He is like tripping, and this is all supposed to be very trippy. And everything that is being said, he, what he's saying, what they're saying, is is just like this almost hallucinogenic like thing that's going on around him like he is just looking at shit that shouldn't be happening but he's dealing with it like that and that's what I wanted people to get was that that he was just going with the fact that there was like a red bottle of wine there all of a sudden that there was this chick there that you know you know that's all I was doing it's still a shitty line dude it's still a shitty line Musidora oh it's a Sorry. Okay, so uh, good, Sean, no, good for Jim. you. Go ahead, Jimmy. Door pours one glass. You could get near your microphone if you want. Yeah, that'd be great. The same room. I think that's Skype, not him. Yeah, I'm right next to it. Yeah. Magdalena. <laughs> <laughs> of course. He pours a glass and hands it to Magdalena. Where's your glass? Maybe later. Right now, you'll have to excuse me. I'm going to go slip into something a little more comfortable. Wow, the first real line of dialogue is mine in this whole fucking thing. Dialect cliche. <laughs> Another look is passed between them, but this time it doesn't go unnoticed. It'll only be a moment. She smiles and caresses Jericho's cheek. Jericho's point of view, Musador exits the room in slow-mo. 
what's going on? Now he asks that. (laughs) (laughs) Your line. Elaborate. Or is is she saying elaborate or elaborate? It could be either. I know. She's saying elaborate. Okay. Elaborate. Stop. Elaborate and listen. (laughs) (laughs) All the people over 30 are laughing at that. I'm refusing to acknowledge that. Do you understand it, though? I do, sadly. Okay. Fair enough. Something just passed between you two. What? (laughs) Magdalena looks impressed. (laughs) <laughs> you caught that? That's very perceptive, and there's genuine concern. <laughs> she circles Jericho. <laughs> <laughs> She's swimming with bull-legged women. <laughs> oh, yeah. I watched that shit two days ago, nigga. Isn't that the best? Oh, the best movie ever. Yeah. It's, all, I, it's a good night movie. Hmm. It's a good Kelly night. just shook her head. How dare you? You don't like Jaws? What's the matter with you? Okay, this is coming from the people who say Highlander is the best movie ever. No, First of all, no, no one over what we here. Said was, no one in this chair said that. What I said specifically was, I love the fuck out of that movie, and I honestly can't defend it. That's what <laughs> that, I said. That's a good. That's a fair argument that you There's can't defend it. No one can. But all, got those all day long, I'll argue that Jaws is the shit. Yeah, no, Jaws is the shit. It, it really I mean, is. okay, I won't. You're on the wrong podcast. I don't really have enough of a stance hey, for or against hey, it. Hey, you know, you know, it has to be good. It's the first movie to make a hundred million dollars. Oh my you god, go, it's Sean. like from Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's like from Touche on Touche. That was just me doing the thing that Trevor accused me of doing on Touche on Touche. Yes, Justifiably, I would argue. So that's a, that's a callback for the people that are big fans and listen to all our shows every week. <laughs> so that's no a callback. I'm my, talking to you, Nick. That's a callback. For, yeah, right. That's a callback for my dad. Oh wait, hey, my dad hey, doesn't hey, listen. There's a chick circling Jericho. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh duh. <clears throat> I don't want her to get the wrong idea. I don't want to play head games. You're doing with your hands. Sean put his hands up like I'm acting. (laughs) No, you're not. You're doing doing something, but it's not acting. (laughs) Look, I I cannot get in this kid's head. I don't understand him or anything that he's saying or doing. (laughs) So you're just going rogue with your acting? You're just like, ah! I'm just throwing my hands up literally. Like, (laughs) I don't know what's happening! Like Steve Carell. Jimmy. I don't know why we're yelling. <laughs> I don't know we're yelling about. That is pretty close, Sean. Come on, give it to us. Oh, God, my cheeks actually hurt. <laughs> Oy vey. Oh, okay. Uh, Jimmy, you have to read your direction. And then, Trevor, you have a line. All right. Magdalena laughs. Ha ha. Go ahead, laugh. You're a Magdalena. But, oh, fuck, I thought you were my stunt laugher. All right. <laughs> she has a line. Oh, hang on. Let me get to it. <laughs> She's just jealous because right now I'm an Eiffel with my swan dress. <laughs> I won the Academy Award. <laughs> As Magdalena circles Jericho, he becomes disoriented. 
Jericho's point of view. Magdalena traces her tongue across her lips. A flash of Musidora and Magdalena swashing red seems to bring him out of it a little. Look, if any girl looked at me and licked her lips, I would laugh. I wouldn't be like, oh, I got a bone. I'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? And Jimmy was older than we are now when he wrote this. Am I the first man you've ever met? (laughs) Kelly, can I ask you a question, honestly? No. Okay, then let me ask you a question sarcastically. Have you ever... Lick your lips, looking at a man who you wanted to fuck. Like, like, have you ever gone at a man? Ever. I'm like, like insulted that you think that that's <laughs> a possibility. <laughs> hey, look, look, this, this we're isn't talking for, shit about Jimmy's this writing, isn't for and we us. want to make sure this isn't that for we're us. not just way off base. This isn't for us, this now, is listen, for Jimmy. Listen, 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 listen. If nobody's ever has had a girl stand in front of them and lick her lips, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's something they did back in the 80s when you were still getting pussy. I just can't believe that that's never happened to at least a few people. Listen, I can't say that a girl has never done that. Let me just just say, I can't say that a girl has never licked her lips looking at me. But she did it as a joke. Or she didn't trace her tongue across her lips. <laughs> That's different than licking all, your lips. Like all mm. I can say is that even you after guys, she sucked my guys, dick, she didn't do that apparent, shit. Apparently, apparently, you guys never looked at the videos I shot or any of the pictures I shot. No, no, or, no. Look, or, at, look no, listen, or, or, listen, or, listen. <laughs> You're not trying to establish a, a fucking uh, what do you call it? like a look when you're taking pictures of a girl for like a like a pinup situation it's which is what a, you're talking about it's a nudie cutie shot exactly from jericho's point and they do cutie. things okay it's a god shot is what you're saying okay okay let's just move on you know what no 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 you know what jimmy's a genius you know what? and no, it's no, the no. best script we've you know ever what? read you know what i'm i rescind everything i just said i didn't realize it was a god shot sorry cheesy shit is okay in a god shot apparently <laughs> we made a whole movie about that shit <laughs> god shot the movie and it's and actually, I think it's supposed to be a little cheesy. She's fucking playing with them. All right, all right. Read that direction again, Jimmy. All right. Magdalena traces her tongue across her lips. A flash of Musidora and Magdalena washing bread seems to bring him out of it a little. You're not her sister. Of course I am. Magdalena stops in front of Jericho. She tosses her glass over her shoulder and out of frame. There is no sound of glass breaking. No, you're not. She laughs again. <laughs> I can see why she picked you. She. Oh my God! Fuck you, Jimmy. <laughs> oh, this is a great line. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't pick me. I'm not a berry. <laughs> Dingleberry. I, I, decided to, I decided to read that one as Vinnie Barbarino. <laughs> well, I'm not a berry. She didn't pick me. I'm not a berry. You know what, though? That's more commitment <laughs> than anything no, no, else. Come on, Vinnie would have really got into that. Don't touch my hair. <laughs> Wait a minute, that's not Vinny, that's the guy from, from Saturday Night Fever. Well, you know what, he's, it, it, at that point in Travolta's career, he was yeah. pretty much playing the same character. No. Yeah. Yes, he was. He had two modes. <laughs> Vinny he had Vinny so Barbarino stupid. and Boy in the Plastic Bubble. Yeah. And, and the that car- was his range. And Danny, right, and Danny from Greece. Don't forget Danny from Greece. That's Vinny Barbarino. Oh, that's right. Stop Shit. it, no, Travolta. Stop it. Stop it. Danny Barbarino is, is Vinny from Greece. That motherfucker can dance. Danny Zuko. That's where you are wrong. You are a berry. <laughs> you are a berry, sweet 
Sean's black in this script. <laughs> I, I didn't know race was going to get into this shit. Oh, really? I didn't know this character a, was black. I thought this was supposed script. to be Andre He Sass. was supposed to... No! That's why I wanted him to play it, because he was supposed to be Jericho when we shot this. Oh. Fucking tell me. Fine, I'm black. I'm not a... <laughs> your credit... Penis upgraded. <laughs> you might be black, but your credit score isn't. That's where you're wrong. You are a berry. A sweet blackberry which has just been picked. By the way, I want to say uh, on the last episode of Touche El Duche, Jimmy went on and on about how American actors or American black actors right. have to go through this whole period where they have to play drug dealers and shit. And look at this motherfucker. <laughs> Perpetuating so a stereotype. Way Maybe to go. That's how you get an Oscar. <laughs> I didn't hear you saying that shit yesterday when we did. And no, I'm just saying you have to be a slave. You get an Oscar. Denzel got an Oscar for being a slave. Yeah, yeah but look, and he got an Oscar. Jimmy's but, but, Jimmy's writing black characters. Oh, 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 oh. Denzel got an Oscar for being a cop. Fuck you. His, no, his first Oscar was for Glory. Slave. All right, fair enough. In Glory, yeah. for Glory, lead yeah. actor was a cop. Wait, 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 wait. The supporting actor. actor. He got a, he got an Oscar for Glory. And yeah, he did. He did that single Best supporting tier. actor. Okay, fair enough. Okay. Um, that was the thing lead that, actor, he was the first one okay, to get okay. since yeah. Sydney. Because he should have gotten it for, for X, for Malcolm X. He should have gotten yeah, it for that. He should have gotten nominated. Malcolm X, but, but they, had to, they had to give it to him for that fucking back whipping. But, he but hold it. on. What I'm saying here is Jimmy's writing a black character as a drug dealer, and you know if Jimmy's career had taken off and he wrote a black... Oh, no, no, let me finish. And he wrote a black character that was like some fucking upscale dude, you know Jimmy's first call would have been to England. <laughs> Y'all some fucked He'd up He'd be like, give me Chewittle. <laughs> He's like, give me O-Yellow-O. Listen, listen, you played the best nigga from Detroit I ever saw play a nigga from Detroit. Really better ever. than Eddie? Really better than Eddie yes, from Beverly yes, Hills? Yes, yes, and, and four, and four um, brothers... He was he, when he said "What up, though?" He meant that shit. He sounded just like I mean the whole time he was talking through that whole thing. I was like, "God damn!" He sounds just like somebody from the East Side. I mean, he really studied. I got to give it to him. There's something to it. There's Listen, we got it, but there's also the Strasburg and the method too. We got we got to we got to hurry this up because Kelly. Yeah, let's get through. Kelly's this shit. texting like her boyfriend or something, so we got to yeah, move on. Yeah, all three up. of them. Move it along. One of the three. Okay, so uh, I've just been told that I'm a blackberry, which has been picked. Look, I, been I told, look, I told you, I... So there was a mutual admiration. There was a mutual picking. Are you sure? Jericho is becoming agitated. I was there. Oh, were you? Maybe you have just placed your cock upon the devil's guillotine and mistaken the... Oh, my God, Jimmy. <laughs> you got you got to say that with all in one rush. I'll buddy. try. Okay, here, here we go. Let me yeah. get a, let me get a deep breath. Hang on. Maybe I should take a hit off the inhaler. Hold on. And I thought I could hear the typewriter in the background when Quentin was delivering dialogue. <laughs> High five and God! Oh, this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you have just placed your cock upon the devil's guillotine and mistaken <laughs> and mistaken the experience. Experience for pleasant conversation and mutual admiration. Jimmy, what were you thinking? I think Jericho sums this up when he says, What the fuck are you talking about? Head games. Another flash of red. Jericho becomes faint and drops his glass. Magdalena catches it and takes Jericho by the hand. She walks him to the table and puts down the glass. Jericho can no longer resist Magdalena's charms. 
He sure as hell is no longer agitated. She caresses his cheek and runs her hands over his back and torso. Flashes of red as she speaks into his ear. Don't doubt me. So we don't look alike. Our images are reflections of what we feel inside. My sister may have the strength and beauty, but I have the brains and the appetite. With this projection, I can inspire in any man a hunger for self-destruction. <laughs> Is that how it should have been read, motherfucker? <laughs> I actually gave a fuck in that line. Do you, do you appreciate uh, it? Yeah, I'm Orson Welles on that shit. I can uh, do more, uh, Nigga, I'll do more, Orson Welles. Don't fuck with more, me. <laughs> more patches of bread. Magdalena. That's not your line. That's Kelly's line. Kelly, where you at? Tell your boyfriend to hold on. Magdalena. Magdalena looks over Jericho's shoulder and sees Musadora looking back at her with bridled anger. Jericho looks at Musadora as if hypnotized. Mm. She stands about feet away from them wearing short robe, nothing else. She regards Jericho with a tender look. He's mine. Oh, come on. You're not going to let me in on this. That's up to him. Jericho, would you like for Magdalena to join us? It's me, by the way. I'm her. <laughs> Is that a trick question? <laughs> Scarier Musador's bedroom moments later. The room is simple and elegant with queen-size bed dominating the space. Did you ask the- me to come over here to read porn on air? <laughs> <laughs> we didn't ask that because we knew you wouldn't come if you did. <laughs> I didn't know how dirty Jimmy was. The door opens. Nigga, the- you didn't know. <laughs> And the women walk Jericho into the room. They take turns kissing him as they guide him toward the bed. Jericho sits long ways upon the bed with his feet up. Magdalena takes off her lingerie and positions herself behind him with her back against the headboard. Musidora stands at the foot of the bed and she takes off Jericho's shoes and disrobes. She gives him a moment to take it in. She then proceeds to unbutton his shirt and undo his pants as she does. In one mortal's life, one death is certain. But do not despair. I am here with you. The pleasure I give brings you an advantage, and the love I offer will ferry you across an ocean of existence. Jericho, do you want my love? How would you maintain an erection with a bitch saying this shit? He's For a moment. Oh. I know, apparently he is. He's like, he's, he did some Look, scary Magdalene shit. is hot and everything, but goddamn. But I mean, dear, that's a, that, <laughs> that is some fucking Carla shit. For a moment. <laughs> this is Carla shit. For a moment, no one says a thing. Magdalena eyes her sister and kisses Jericho's neck. Musador and Jericho have locked eyes in a silent conversation. Yes. Musador kisses Jericho and moves down between his legs. She kisses and tongues his inner thigh. The look on Jericho's face reads pure ecstasy. Suddenly, Musador bears razor-sharp canines and sinks them into Jericho's thigh. A split second later, Magdalena follows suit at his neck. Jericho moans and gasps in pleasure. His body starts to shake violently, and the women hold him still. A heartbeat is heard. Blood trickles from where Magdalena had latched onto his neck. Jericho sees a nude woman standing in a corner of the room behind Musadora. It's the same woman from his sketchbook. The heartbeat begins to slow. With each weakening beat of Jericho's heart, the women stop, the woman steps toward him. Jericho's eyes flutter as he begins to lose consciousness. The woman reaches his side and kneels to whisper in his ear. Jericho's eyes close and he exhales his final breath. 
the vampires simultaneously pull their bloody mouths from his body. Magdalena has changed into a handsome man with dark hair. This oh my is god. <laughs> yeah. This is Musidora's brother. I got the Mark dark hair part. You got it? Cool. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I saw it. It's a little salt and pepper. Uh, the home yeah. is now a dusty, abandoned it's salt. It, it's, <laughs> it's just dirty salt. It's, I know, he said it's it was George funny. Lucas <laughs> hair, all right? He said this shit in the bottle, right? It's <laughs> George Lucas hair, and I'm working on his waddle. Uh, Trevor talked over you introducing this character. I certainly did. How right, dare here you? We go. Magdalena has changed into a handsome man with dark hair. This is Musidora's brother, Martisol. The home is now a dusty, abandoned shell. No furniture, no oriental and minimalistic design. It holds only dust, two vampires, and two corpses. Musidora is dressed as she was at the coffee house. Martisol holds his head back to savor the flavor. Musidora looks sadly at Jericho's prone body. After a moment, she pulls up Jericho's pants as Martisol watches with a bloody grin. Musidora stands up and Martisol kicks Jericho's body from in between them and across the dusty floor. Martisol! She grabs her brother and lifts him by his jacket. She raises him off his feet and slams him into the wall. She pins him there and bears her fangs. She isn't playing, but her brother finds her amusing. Can I do Martisol as Roger Corman? Knock yourself out, nigga. All right. Let it go. He's dead meat. Without letting go of Martin Saul. <laughs> Sean <laughs> wanted to hate me until I did it. And then he was like, all right, fine. That's, good. All right, that's pretty good. I'm <laughs> not being able to see those reactions. But without letting go of Martin Saul, Musidora looks over at Jericho's body. Brave Martin Saul, Prince of vampires, abuser of the dead. Let it go. For a moment, she grips him even tighter. Eventually, she lets him go. Why did you insist on giving him such a pleasant end? You should be grateful that I went along with it. The last time we did this was supposed to be the last time for both of us. Remember? I remember everything, and you remember what you want to. I never agreed to stop, and you could have stayed out of it. No, I couldn't. I feed here. He puts a little distance between them and gestures towards a woman's corpse in the far corner. I had to toss her clear across the room and link into your projection. You two almost walked in on one of the best meals I've had in centuries. That's what you said about the last one. They just keep getting better. I remember really loving that line. <laughs> they just keep <laughs> getting better. Yes, yeah, because it's when you say it. It is a good line. <laughs> It'd be better if Roger Corman wasn't saying it. I appreciate. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I remember, like, when I first read this, I remember reading it like that. That's what you said about the last one. They just keep getting better. <laughs> All of a sudden, this gothic, like, almost horror movie turns into a fucking episode of Seinfeld. <laughs> there, there is a beat as Musadora eyes her brother without expression. That is what Mother called. Lester and humans call a sense of humor. You never had one. Jimmy's like, I'm gonna get into language crafting now. <laughs> <laughs> Wordplay. 
in a flash. He's I'm in like space. the I'm like black token. <laughs> <laughs> he's the token black guy. <laughs> JJ Walker hey, that's token. Got, that's kind of fucked up. I'm trying to be more like the the, the fucking fucker that does. Jimmy, I called fuck. you the token black guy. Come on. Those, up those fucked up. In a weird way, you so. used one of my jokes, actually. Yeah, sort of. From good a for, chat we you. had. Good for you. All right, all right, all right, all right. In a flash, she's in his face, and he backs up, startled. She is dark rage, barely contained. She speaks in circles her brother. Da-na. You call this a lista? You think this is funny? Yeah, you think it's funny to cloak yourself in the image of that poor girl? Beautiful and maudlin Magdalena, who trusted me. I'm going to say my line, but she's saying funny the way that girl on Touche El Douche goes, rape jokes are never funny. <laughs> you think you're so funny, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. She was so petite and innocent, a perfect projection. She could be trusted where I cannot. A black and white flashback of Martisol grabbing the real Magdalena by the throat. Then in a flash, Musidora grabs Martisol in exactly the same way. She struggles, but she has him cold. <laughs> easy, dear sister, easy. Actually, that says dead <laughs> sister. Oh, it says. <laughs> oh my god. I corrected it. <laughs> Yeah. Although she is the dead sister, technically. No. Oh, our vampires right. are not dead. That's right. They're supposed to be alive in this piece of shit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Should I say dead sister then? Because that's what it's written? Whatever you want, man. Okay. Easy deal, sister. Easy. I should be the one who matters to your heart. Me. Not these fucking meat puppets. I liked him. I let you taste his blood. And still you insist on testing my patience. She lets go. Martisol rubs his throat and backs away from her. <sighs> I'm sorry. Musidora looks into his eyes. She turns her back on him and walks over to Jericho's body. Her eyes remain fixed on Jericho from here on out. Musidora, I did not... Bring your car around to the back door. You know you need to calm down and... I am calm. Did you bring enough gasoline for two? We could use two more gallons. I didn't know that you Go were... to the Chevron. Get two more gallons of gasoline and bring your car to the back door. This murder has been brought to you by Chevron. Martisol <laughs> 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 uh, raises his hands in a gesture of exasperation. You know... I think I'll go to the Shell. They're a bit cheaper. This murder has been brought to you by Shell. (laughs) Of course, Roger Corman goes to where it's cheaper. Shell gasoline. Fuck (laughs) Chevron. He leaves the room. Musador kneels down next to Jericho and strokes his cheek. Exterior, the backyard day. The bodies, now wrapped in blankets, are tossed into the trunk of a car. You know, I'm realizing how many pages are left, and I know what's left in this script. I remember this much of it. This is a lot of pages for what's left. Yeah. (laughs) Two pages, the, though. The vampires stand together and look upon the cramped trunk of corpses. You never answered my question. Usadora looks into Martisol's eyes. She offers her hand, and after a moment of hesitation, Martisol takes it. Usadora closes her eyes. Flashbacks of Jericho from Usadora's point of view. Selling drugs, sketching in his notebook, leaving a hospital, crying in the fetal position. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? When did that happen? <laughs> 
good. This is this 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 is all shit that she was talking. I just I just love and even when you continue it down, it's just like like one of these things is not like the other. It's like selling drugs, sketching in his notebook. We saw those things. Leaving a hospital, you know, we didn't see that, but that's what happens. Crying okay. in a fetal position he under forgot, a tree, walking into a yeah, coffee but, shop. He, he forgot to add this, but in the original version of this script, it said it had a title. You know, a title card come up. It said, "Meanwhile, in a different movie." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe it is a little fucked up. Anyway, uh, walking into a coffee shop, smiling at her from across the table. Musador grabbing Jericho's hand as he tries to leave. You know what? Jimmy that- had this list without that line in there, and he's like, nah, man, I gotta make this cat more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I know. How about he just curls up in a ball under a tree and cries for I don't a need while. to write that scene. We'll just put it in there. <laughs> hey, why was he at the hospital? Anyway, um, Musador opens her eyes, and now Martisol appears to be as empathetic as his sister. Empathic. Empathic. Alright. Yeah, I get it. Alright. You get it. You wrote it. Yeah, I mean, seriously, I don't remember any of this shit. (laughs) He was sad about his life, and he was on the verge of turning it all around. But he wouldn't have lived to see it to get any better. Did you taste it? Oh, that's right. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, I remember now. Say it again, the last line. Did you taste it? The cancer? Of course I did. It was delicious. He would have died. I love cancer. Don't step Kelly's over like, awesome readings for over. your shit. Kelly's like, let's just get through this shit. <laughs> Kelly's like, I gotta go home. <laughs> All right. He would have died in eight months. So you offered to... What is your obsession with the word fairy, Jimmy? So you offered to ferry him across and an ocean of existence. Yes. You really loved him. Yes. Martisol looks at his sister with seriousness. He lets go of her hand. Bitch, get the fuck out of here with that <laughs> shit. <laughs> Dude, that's right. I feel, I feel your pain, Musadora. I understand why you did it this way. He was special. Musadora looks at her brother for a beat and smiles. You mean that? Actually, I meant that, but whatever. <laughs> Doesn't matter what the lines are. Say whatever you want. Says <laughs> the man who said dead sister. Exactly. Yes, I guess I did. Martisol licks the corner of Musadora's mouth, revealing the way you a do with your sister. Why? Yeah, revealing a drop of blood on his tongue. He slowly begins to grin as Musadora's smile fades. His grin is now ear to ear and wicked. Cut to the trunk point of view. We have a title. He was a sweet kid. Musadora is visibly pissed. Martisol keeps grinning, and after a beat, slams the trunk shut. End. End. Oh, Trunk I'm... POV. Martisol looks at Musidora and says, so how many of you think are up there? About <laughs> <laughs> three or four. That count our guy? It's possible. You tell me there could be five guys up there? Possibly. Yeah. We're going to we need fucking shotguns. <laughs> <laughs> What's your name? Not going to lie, I don't get it. Pulp Fiction. No, no, no. It's not that. The ending. He was a sweet kid. No, like I get that, but <laughs> I mean, wicked. Jimmy, explain. I feel like there was something in the blood. I'm alluding to something much. He was okay. HIV positive, and all the vampires were dead. So, so uh, this was basically just setting up these two characters. These are the only two vampires 
on Earth uh, that aren't frozen under the Antarctic. The only pure-blood vampires. I, I don't know if... I think there aren't any of the vampires that we associate, the, the hybrids, currently. But that'll change yeah. soon, is that right? Yeah, that'll change, yeah. They didn't um, make those yet. So they, what's, they tried what's going making on is, them, and it was always a disaster. These two have been walking the Earth for, well, like, 100,000 years or something, Jimmy, right? Yep, yeah, uh, they're The two of them, together, brother and sister. Um, Licking each other. Apparently. <laughs> and... Uh, they're starting to like part ways uh, philosophically mm-hmm. in an untenable way. Mm-hmm. Like it's getting to the point where the breach between them is almost irreparable. And what's happening is Martisol is stopping seeing humans as anything other than cattle. He's right. he's going that. more toward food. the uh, the th- well. That's what cattle are. Food and, and milk. Maybe, maybe to you, to me, they're lovers. Uh, but he's he's really veering more into the thinking of the vampires that they left behind. And Musidora is is more gentle, more kind. When she kills them, she's doing so out of love. Uh, and that was just the way of, of showing that rift and setting up the because this would have been the opening scene for the feature gotcha so this yeah, is that's set, why it, setting it up the conflict ominous. between them yeah yeah it's just basically like you know we we introduce the movie with one character and it's like it's jericho's movie and then all of a sudden it becomes their movie and it's a vampire movie and yeah it could be tightened up but it was a nice idea for a start yeah you know? jimmy and i had some really uh grandiose plans for this whole deal hmm. yeah we did man <laughs> i still get them when i look at stuff like this i'll be like ah man because they're they're singing oh in but my hold head. on hold on trevor never played the end that's true i never did you want me yeah, to yeah let's do that's how we end the show okay sorry about that guys the end so that was a little two-part deal not too bad Last week we had a one-part thing with uh, E.T. Noctur- E.T. Two Nocturnal Fears. <laughs> I was amazed at how bad that was. I wasn't. I read the title and I was I mean, like, "Oh, this is going to be fantastic." Yeah, but I mean, the thing is, it was written by Spielberg and the chick that wrote the original. It's like that shit how you was fucked that up. Ooh, ooh, that shit was rough, man. And yeah. even Sean, Sean had to give it to me after all those years. Sean was like, "You know what, Jimmy, you were right." Spielberg can go suck a dick. (laughs) (laughs) Suck a dick with that emotional shit. (laughs) It's just so fucking obvious when he's doing it, though. It's just like, and ET is the quintessential. Well, hold on, hold on. I, you know, I was just saying how great it was that we went from an eight-episode script to a one-episode script, and now this two-episode. I did not mean to detract from Jimmy's shittiness and and start talking about Spielberg again. We don't need to do that. No. But you were talking about a previous episode of Ted, so it is relevant. No, I understand. I think what a no, lot we of the didn't stuff do. like Lost on Kelly is like the blood stuff that was happening, like with his cancer and that weird shit where he was in his fetal position. That shit. <laughs> yeah. So that, oh, yeah, that, I that, got that. Yeah, he I found just, out that he had cancer, and so he was crying. Yeah, Cancel. I mean, I'm not, I'm not an idiot, but yeah. I think that I didn't realize this was the first of many, and if that had been the end of like the short film, it would have been. Yeah, yeah. This was, people. this was meant to be a setup for more to come. I see that. Yeah, it sure as hell was. 
I mean, Jimmy, for what it's worth, I think that this was better than Beetlejuice Goes Hawaiian. Thank you, honey. Thank you. I'm not too bad. It's you not know, a compliment. Like, it's a friends, fact. <laughs> my friends my friends could have reined me in a little bit. Hey, you Jimmy, know? you're <laughs> a better person than Hitler. That's all she's saying. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, well, me and Sean... Thank re- you for that. Sean and I realized, though... Sean and I realized through doing this podcast, though, the fact that, you know, we may not be as good a writer as you were, Jimmy, but we are a better writer, better writers than George Lucas. Because the episode that no one will ever hear of this of this podcast is when we did the Star Wars, and we couldn't get through it. Yeah, you keep mentioning it. It was I'm amazed. It's fucking one of the biggest fucking franchises, if not the biggest yeah, movie like franchise of all time, and it's based on absolute shit. Well, yeah, but I would be I would be amazed legend. if I hadn't seen the prequels, but I have. That's. <laughs> Well, the thing is that you know, if you if you're aware of how much it was, uh, New Hope was fixed in editing, it wouldn't be that much of a surprise. Well, I mean, the script was pretty much what we got on screen. I mean, or how much it was ripped off of Valerian. But the fourth, the fourth draft. What do you mean? There are four drafts of Star Wars, right? And they're Which all wildly different from one another. Which one did we do? We did the first draft. The fourth draft is what got shot. And it's, but the thing is in Hollywood is that it's legendary about how shitty the first couple of cuts Star Wars was, and it wasn't until George's yeah, but the, the script still wasn't anything like this, right? The script was much closer. That's what I'm saying. To- it's it's four times removed from the shitty script that they used to film it with. Yeah, I think that's because, and you know, I haven't read any confirmation of this, but I think George's buddy Joseph Campbell was like, "Look, man, here's what you got to do," and just. Drew him a fucking map. <laughs> <laughs> Campbell's it. Campbell X man, and that's marks, where I went. X marks the billion dollar franchise. Yeah, yeah. I went to now, Campbell. We didn't pause in the middle to do any rogue intel stuff. Were we supposed this, to? This wasn't very long, was it? No, it was. It was another hour. That was another hour, really? Yeah. I said, "God damn!" I said, "God damn!" Yeah, you were noticing God that before. Damn. You were like, "It's such a trip that it takes that long from when he gets in there and all the vampire shit happens to the end." You were like, "But to yeah, be fair, we got a, a full hour out of the ET script, and yeah. that was like six pages." Yeah, that was a lot to mock, though. Yeah. Um, well, I'll no s- dialogue I'll s- either. I'll say it now, um, and you know, I know. It's not best to have it at the end when people might be turning shit off. So I'll probably go back and insert something before I post it as well. Somewhere in the middle there. <laughs> but I'm going to say, uh, do like Kelly already did. From you know, We recorded the last episode and this episode in the same night. And in between episodes, Kelly already went to rogueintel.com slash Amazon and bought something. Wow. It was a comb from a cat. She, she bought a cat comb. That's the kind of person so I am. So our network is going to see <laughs> some tiny uptick from that. Two yeah. cents. That's going to help us uh, offset our hosting costs and other stuff. And, you know, All you right, get enough of that piled up and eventually someone might get like a $3 paycheck. And how great would that be? I mean, listen, any money at all. Three dollars isn't shit unless it's just handed to you apropos of nothing. Right. But the important thing is, if you go to rogintel.com slash Amazon, it's not costing you anything. Amazon is just saying, hey, thanks, rogintel.com for sending people to Amazon for 
spending their monies, here's a small cut of that. Yeah. So it's really, really, Amazon is a huge company, and they're probably a little evil because all huge companies are. So really, you're taking a little bit of money from probably evil people who, I mean, who want like to send three drones have to committed you. suicide on their corporate campus. There you go. This year, so, so how many? It's, like it's, it's a dental evil, though. It's yeah, yeah. I mean, I love them. I love them, but they're, they probably got some evil shit going on. I so mean, take yeah. some money from those evil people. <laughs> And have those evil people give us good people who are bringing you quality scripts. <laughs> I'm, sorry. I'm sorry, we're bringing evil into the world, too. I was going to say. Spread, yeah, the, spread the money um, around amongst evil people. Yes. But not everybody yes. on our podcast network is evil. Money changers! Like I said, the money's not going straight to us. It's going to the podcast network, who's going to use it to offset the costs that help us bring you... This good quality content, as well as other shows such as Prime, Spoken Unspoken, and The Daily Dose, amongst others. So, again, everybody, rogintel.com slash Amazon. Do it for the children. And if, and if, you, want to do some, if you want to do something for yourself, listen to the other podcasts that me and the gang here do. Uh, Touche El Duche. Yeah, go listen to that. Yeah, Touche El Duche.net. Jimmy, you got anything to plug? Uh, uh, no, you don't need to know about that. Okay. <laughs> Kelly. Uh, yeah, go check out my Instagram. Uh, you can see what conventions I'm going to be at coming up and what I'm up to on the modeling field. It's uh, Instagram.com slash K-A-Y-L-E-V-E-A-Y. The lovely Levy. Yeah, go check it out. Lots of nudes. Totally. So many nudes. <laughs> Musidora nudes. The lovely Levy, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Anything else to say or can we get the fuck out of here? Uh, I have one thing left to say. Let's get the fuck out of here. The voice of Table Reads is Art Carlson. Hey, that's kind of meta. Meta. This podcast was created by Sean McBee and produced by Ferris Wheelhouse. FerrisWheelhouse.net Fuck. Cut to black.